What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. Hope you're doing well this week. I don't know if you are, but I'm kind of thrown off by these NFL games that are now happening on Tuesday because COVID just won't go away. We got a lot to get to this episode. We're talking about Tiger and Charlie Woods and the great story um, that really warmed my heart this weekend. I imagine it did for you as well. Uh, COVID in sports. NHL is uh, putting a pause on their season. And are the NFL and NBA next? And I think they are. I think they should be. But we got NFL games tonight. We're going to look at the playoff picture and the uh, lines, the picks that I will be making tonight. It's going to be fun. But... First, I want to tell you about something new that we are doing at the Props Network. And of course, you can go to PropsHQ.com to better educate yourself before you make a, a bet. You know, it's really important. We've got some props, some pickums for you. A lot of options on the PropsHQ.com. But first, we got a new partner. And that new partner is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best legal way to play player props in states like California, New York, Texas, and more. And if you use my code that I have in the link for this episode, all of my users that deposit and use the promo code, you'll receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. It's the easy way to play daily fantasy. Is daily fantasy made easy? You pick two to five players and over and under your projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the numbers. That's it. You can't lose versus numbers, right? Numbers are everything in sports. So is money. So check out prize picks. Use that link below and enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right. Speaking of enjoyment, I got to admit something to you that I did not get joy out of. And that was not watching enough of the Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods, father-son combo in the PNC championships. John Daly and his son actually won the PNC championship. It's just a nice, friendly game of golf. That is is going to, in many ways, in my mind, become a staple of. It's obviously not a major, but I think people will enjoy watching this. What used to be called the father son game. I think they will enjoy watching the championships, especially if Tiger and his son Charlie are involved. There's no doubt about that. I mean, come on. They set a tournament record with 11 birdies in a row. The mannerisms are the same when you watch them playing with each other. Um, you can see the way they swing the golf club. You know, the hand mannerisms, the facial mannerisms, the way they're looking at a putt. I mean, it's just uncanny the way they look alike. But it's also sad because I just wanted to watch it for the two of them. No one cared about the actual tournament. They fell too short 
two shots short to Team Daly. But was anybody paying attention to John Daly and his son, John Daly II, who plays at Arkansas? Not really. They just wanted to see Tiger and Charlie, and I do too. Now, the part that makes it difficult to watch is I can only imagine the kind of pressure that is on Charlie Woods. And I hope there isn't anything internally that he's dealing with. But I can imagine that he is. But right now, let's just enjoy the moment. As Tiger Woods said, quote, the fact that I'm able to have this opportunity this year, even a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really know whether or not I would be doing this. But here we are, and we had just the best time ever. And I just wish I could have walked down the fairways with him and been side by side with him the entire time like we were last year. Because, of course, last year he was able to walk the course, but this year, due to the unfortunate car crash that shattered his leg and put his entire career uh, in doubt whether he would even walk again. He had to use a golf cart and, you know, he struggled at times to get up and down out of the cart. You could see him wincing, but he made it. He made it through the tournament. Considering what happened to Tiger not even a year ago, the car crash that put his entire career in doubt and here he was back on the golf course and of course on Sunday to see them wearing the red shirts. Uh, it was truly magical. Now, do I think or do you think Tiger could play in the Masters coming up in April? Probably not, right? Probably not. But I tell you what I will do. What I will do, outside the fact that what happened with Phil Mickelson last year, um, being a long shot to win a tournament, what was that, the PGA Championship? Man, it seems so long ago. I'm going to keep my eye on the odds. I'm going to keep my odds, that my eyes, excuse me, to see if they put Tiger Woods lower than where he is. Right now, he's at plus 3,500 to win the Masters, which surprises me. I probably made the mistake of not picking him before he participated PNC Championship. Because you know and I know, you thought he looked better than you expected of him going into the tournament. Now, I know there were some social media videos showing him swinging. And most likely, he's not going to be in the Masters 2020. But what a story would that be? Very unlikely, very unlikely, but the fact that he's at plus 3,500 actually says, you know, Vegas thinks maybe. I mean, Phil Mickelson is at plus 6,500. There are players that are 100% healthy. Ricky Fowler, 
Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose that are below Tiger Woods. And I don't quite get why, but they are. Now, the next thing you want to see is what's going to happen to Charlie. And if Charlie can be the, the, the great golfer that his dad was, more power to him. And it'll be fun to watch. But if Tiger does not and probably will not catch the record for most majors won, then I think what you're going to see is what else can Charlie do that his dad didn't do? And that's catch Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas has 18 major victories. Tiger Woods has 15. And I think Charlie, you know, there's a lot that he's going to have to accomplish just to get to his dad's level. But a thing that I think would obviously in many ways make Tiger happy, considering he couldn't do it, and that should be the goal that Charlie should be setting for himself in his career, is to win 19 majors. Whether he can do it or not, I don't know. If he stays out of car accidents and some other things that Tiger has been involved in, you know, it's going to take a lot of luck and skill and dedication, courage, all of those adjectives you can come up with for him to get there, but I'd love to see it. You like to see greatness. It's like you want to see Serena Williams, best Margaret Court. You want to see it. I don't know if it's going to happen anymore. You see in, uh, and, and, and obviously it is rare to have a son be better than their dad. Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. You know, what's going to happen with Bronny, LeBron's son? Shaq's son. But I think when you see like Alex Ovechkin's little, I think he's probably about four years old, probably the best hockey player in the world at four. Serena Williams' daughter is probably out there, you know, crushing it on a tennis court. We're in a new phase. And I think when you think about, okay, maybe in the past it didn't happen that often, but I think with the dollars that the athletes are making today, and that they're pouring it into their kids to be the best that they can be at either a different sport or the same sport. I think that would even that would probably be an even more amazing story is when you see a kid being accomplished in another sport. Tom Brady has what three sons? We'll see what happens with them in football, but maybe they'll go into something else. But I think in the end, what I'm just simply saying is that nowadays you will have more professional athletes whose kids probably will go into the same sport as them. And you see it right here with Charlie Woods and Tiger Woods. Charlie has a chance to be great. He just might have a chance to be great. Not because I saw anything that said he's going to be great, really, no. It's because of who his dad is, the pedigree. The pedigree is there. That's what I think. What else is there around in sports and causing all kinds of wreaking havoc, causing all kinds of trouble, is COVID. And COVID is obviously not just wreaking havoc in sports. It's wreaking havoc in life. That's the first thing we go, we're going with here. We're all dealing with it. 
We are all struggling. But I think what you saw yesterday the NHL pausing its season Wednesday that's where I feel like it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. It's they plan to have a Christmas break so I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I think that this is like, you know, when you have a, you don't know if you have a full leak yet and it's just kind of trickling. I think it's trickling right now. That's what I think. There were games slated for Tuesday and Monday, or rather today, excuse me, Tuesday uh, and Monday. That it's just like, hey, let's call it. I mean, the NHL is struggling. 11 teams had to suspend operations. More than 15% of the league's players were in virus protocols on Monday night. There's no doubt that more leagues are going to have stricter protocols. More teams are. Alabama is implementing safety protocols ahead of their game against Cincinnati. I think the tough part is it's all about money. Everything's all about money. I think the NFL could stand to postpone games a week. Yeah, you've got the Pro Bowl. I think what you do is you either put the Pro Bowl on the backside of the Super Bowl if you need that extra week. But I'm sure that these teams are trying to figure out something. And it's not going to be easy. I don't know if the leagues and the teams know exactly what to do. We're all just day to day. And they're going to have to figure it out. You know in the NBA, they definitely don't want to get rid of those Christmas Day games. That's like... They're banking on that. Like, that's the coming out party for the NBA. Although they've been playing for almost three months. I find it ridiculous that it's like, oh, that's our coming out Christmas Day. Almost as like you're conceding the fact that no one cares about the NBA until, like, the NFL's almost done. Or maybe it's just about tradition and I'm just being a little cynical. Maybe just a little bit. But the NBA is not about to get rid of those Christmas Day games. They're going to wait up until the last minute. And I don't know if that's a really good idea. Because you're putting a lot at risk here. I mean, look, let's face it. The vaccine was not to prevent people from getting COVID. It was to keep people from dying. It was to make it the the, the COVID less destructive on your body to give your body a chance to fight it. That's what it was. And maybe at a pause on the season could be a good thing. But instead, the leaguers is trying something different and allowing teams to just sign up players. We need bodies. We need bodies. Put them on the bench. But 
over the last seven days, we've had seven postponements starting December 14th. Pistons, Bulls, then Bulls, Raptors, because Bulls are struggling. Then Nuggets, Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Pelicans, 76ers, Magic, Raptors, Raptors, Wizards, Nets. More to come for sure. There is more to come for sure. As new COVID guidelines are coming out. Maybe a full pause for a couple of weeks. Along with not a bubble, but unfortunately you're probably going to have to tell players, look, what do you want to do? You want to just risk it and just let's keep playing. And if you get COVID and maybe it kills your career, so be it. Or do y'all want to kind of like go in your house, chill out for a couple of weeks. Let's get out of this COVID protocol. Let's lock all of our protocols down completely. No more hanging with family and stuff so we can get through this season. You can get paid. We can get our broadcast money and we can keep it moving. It's a small sacrifice. If you want to keep the season going, I know the bubble was expensive. Still enjoy basketball. For the players, I know it was tough to not be with your family. But realistically, if you put a pause on the season to get the bubble in place, is really six months out of your life Look, have I done that before? No. I've had the freedom to be around my family. I never had to think about, oh, you got to be sequestered and away from family. But it happens in life. Happens in the military. They're gone for months without family. I mean, excuse me, years without family. I know it's not the same, but you think of a jury. Sometimes if you're in a jury, that trial goes on. You could potentially be without your family for months. So it's not unheard of. And we're strictly talking about the ability to be able to... To me, it's like a win-win for the fans, players, teams, leagues. Maybe not so much for family. I get that. But unless you want to stop getting paychecks or the flip side, unless you want to continue to get sick and potentially have all these games postponed and all of a sudden they're piling up. Seven is one thing, but don't all of a sudden turn around two months from now and you've got 30 games that you got to make up because of COVID protocol. That's not a good thing either. Who's going to be, you know, everybody's going to be crying when you don't make the playoffs. Oh, no, but I got six of those games I didn't get to play yet, and I'm two games out of the playoffs. All of that's going to be a problem. It's best to stop now. Just stop. NFL, I know it's not as easy to stop. I I mean, it's crazy to think. Should you just say, hey, we got to stop the season. Playoffs start. This is your playoff seating. We're going to finish these games out on Tuesday, and then we're going to put a pause on the rest of the season. We're going to give it a month and then start the playoffs. Maybe that's what you do. You get a month of putting the playoff teams in a bubble. Then you play the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Maybe you forget about Pro Bowl this year. 
maybe, because I'm sure the NFL has a lot of money, you can go in ahead and still have people vote on the Pro Bowl. You don't play the game, but maybe you go in ahead and pay the players out. Any contract that stipulates, oh, they get a certain bonus for making the Pro Bowl or playing in the Pro Bowl, whatever the case may be, go in ahead and still give them that. You got the money. Look at me spending the league's money. I'm spending the league's money. But it is at that point, it really is at that point, I think, a critical point in sports right now where teams have to make a realistic decision about should we allow for this to get any worse? Not to mention the fact, not to mention the fact that in the world, we're struggling. This is bad. 70, I think it was like 73% of COVID cases in the United States right now are Omicron. There's a first confirmed U.S. death related to Omicron from someone who was unvaccinated and had been infected before. This is, the CDC is saying that the the Omicron cases could exceed previous COVID peaks. Like 2020 peaks. You know, when you were just in your house and sports were not being played? Yeah, those kind of peaks. So I'm sure there are many meetings happening amongst the NFL execs and owners and same for the NBA. English Premier League. Baseball, actually, it's not good if they're in the lockout, but for them, it's like, hey, we don't have any games, so we're good. Players are home. We're at home. A different kind of lockout. A COVID lockout, along with a contractual lockout. But, you know what? Bottom line is, As of now, we've got games. Two games tonight. My Washington football team are playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. I got a text from my good buddy, Tony, who was like, yo, Washington should just forfeit. There is a rule. I didn't fully read the story. That I guess there's a rule that if the players contracted COVID from an unvaccinated player, then the team can forfeit. Or could be forced to forfeit. Got to look that one up. But of course, that's why my friend Tony was saying, no, Washington football team don't even need to play this game. Just go ahead and give the Eagles a win. Then after that, you got the Seahawks at the Rams. So two divisional games tonight. The Eagles are favored at minus six and a half. And the Rams are favored at minus six and a half. Now, early on Thursday, I had a different story, a different pick. And again, make sure you check out prize picks. It's the best legal way to play player props. California, New York, Texas, and more is where you can play. It's an easy way to play daily fantasy. You can pick two to five players over and under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. 
Prospects has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made, fantasy points, and more for basketball. You can do mixed sports entries. You can mix it all up. You can use their mobile app. But who would you pick? I mean, I feel like I'm picking the home team, whatever's going on with COVID and the teams in protocol right now. It's just, I'm not even enjoying sports the same way anymore. Right? A bunch of players are, are out for the season. Daniel Jones on the Giants. Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers. What a loss by the Buccaneers. 9-0. I'll get into some of this the rest of this past weekend's games. But COVID is at a point where there was talk that Antonio Brown would not be coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because he used a fake COVID card, which was awful. Brown and third-year safety Mike Edwards turned in fake vaccination cards, a violation of NFL rules and a federal crime. Federal crime, I might add. But here we are right now, Bruce Arians, Talked on Monday about needing wide receiver Antonio Brown to come back. Even though he said a year ago, or quote, if he screws up one time, he's done. But then Bruce Arians said another quote. Well, the history has changed since that statement. A lot of things went on last year that I was very proud of him. And I made the decision that was best for our football team, end quote. So he and Mike Edwards will be coming back to the team. But realistically, mostly it's because of injuries. It really is. And so even in our own lives, we're all making decisions that we're unsure about or maybe wouldn't have made if it weren't for circumstances. My family trying to decide if we're going to go to Christmas dinner. So most of what we're dealing with COVID right now. Should our kids go to school and daycare? Should we keep them all at home? We're kind of at that point. We are kind of at that point. So this past weekend, I probably could have won my playoff fantasy game. And I know I'm going to lose no matter what happens tonight, unfortunately. I wish I had just played Travis Kelsey. I had him on my bench because I forgot to change my lineup, which is disgusting considering he had 10 catches for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. I'd be playing in the Super Bowl of the fantasy, my fantasy football league. Instead, I probably am going home. And that's my own fault. But when I look at some of the games this weekend, I thought the Patriots would beat the Colts. I figured the Bills would beat the Panthers. I'm almost certain I called that Lions-Cardinals game as I'm recalling in my head my picks instead of looking them up because I'm being lazy right now. I picked Dolphins over Jets. 
Cowboys over Giants. Oh, I think I picked Titans over Steelers. Texans, Jaguars. Bengals over the Broncos, expected that. Niners over the Falcons, expected that. Raiders, Browns. I thought Browns would win that, but then knowing what was going on with COVID, I got the Raiders and Vikings over Bears. The two games that most shocked me were Packers over the Ravens and Saints over the Buccaneers. Now, I'll take the Saints-Buccaneers first. What surprised me most about that game is the Buccaneers were shut out. 9 nothing at home. Shout out to Casey Phillips, by the way, who got to do a nice, wonderful interview with Tom Brady and then turn around and get to interview Snoop Dogg, who was at the Bucs Saints game. I don't think they should invite Snoop Dogg again. He was bad luck for the Bucs. But to be shut out at home where they were undefeated, and it's not like they got shut out and the Saints were this um, had just had just a magical game. They scored three field goals. So the defense for the Bucs played really well. The offense was just off. It's like the Saints have their number. They must have their number. They beat them twice in the regular season last year, and everybody's talking about what was Tom Brady yelling to the sideline at the end of the, the game on Sunday. In my mind, he was probably saying, hey, don't worry about it. We're going to be in the playoffs, and if we see you in the playoffs, we will win. We will beat you. But I was just amazed that they got shut out at home, and I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries. And that's a problem. But the Bucs just seemed off. Even the timing between Brady and Gronk, who I know, you know, Tom Brady was hoping Gronk would kind of help them pull through. He couldn't. They just couldn't do it. But I never expected them to be shut out. Saints? Saints always march into Tampa, it seems like, and get the win. Packers-Ravens. So, the end of the game is what it is. Packers won 31-30. We don't know what would have happened at the if they played in overtime, but I put this loss on Jim Harbaugh. This is the second time in three weeks at the end of the game when Jim Harbaugh has a chance to tie the game and take it into overtime and see what happens, decided to go for two at the end of the game. And both times he came away with losses for his teams. For his team, not teams, excuse me. And I think both times it was a mistake. Now I'll give it to you. On the roll, you're trying to get out of there. You know, you're like, you know what, let's go for it. They lost to the Steelers when they should have just kicked the field goal. And they didn't. Or the extra point. Excuse me. But the Packers, you were at home in Baltimore. You should have just tied it up and went into overtime. I don't understand what he was doing. And I know you could hear all the sound bites from blah, blah, blah. And, you know, okay, the players, Lamar Jackson's like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. 
But it's like the coach is the one I feel like is supposed to be level-headed. It's supposed to be able to say, nah, we can't do that. Because in my mind, it's like, well, wait a minute. Do you care about home field advantage? Are you paying attention to what's happening with the season? I would say I don't know. I don't think they are. The Ravens are 1-3 in the division. They are all the way down to the 8th seed. If the playoffs were to start today. Which means what? They would not make the playoffs. And you got to think. You got to think it was because you stupidly didn't kick the extra point and just let the game go to overtime. You lose in overtime, okay. But I don't, I, I just don't get the going for two twice. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. That's shame on you, Harbaugh. Right now, the Ravens would not even be in the playoffs. I just don't think it was a smart decision to do that and to do it twice. You're jeopardizing your chance of making the playoffs. That's what you're doing. I just don't quite understand why they're doing it. But they are. They are. I just, man, I am just, I am just so baffled. I just, I'm just amazed. I am just amazed. But I'm also amazed that we're having football on Tuesday night. And my final picks are... I'm taking the Eagles at minus six and a half. I think a depleted Washington football team. Yeah, they got a lot to fight for. It's a, it's a divisional game. But I think the health of Washington is going to come into play. And I think that the Eagles win that game handily. That's my pick. The other divisional game. Boy, that's going to be tough. Ugh. Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks at the Rams. The Rams have everything on their side. Top 15 in offensive and defense. The Seahawks are last in offense, 25th in defense. But it is a divisional game. And you feel like a divisional game played on a Tuesday, which no team is ready for. Man. You know what? I can't do it. It's the Rams. I'm taking the Rams at minus six and a half. So I think both home teams win as a favorite. And I'm going to enjoy some Tuesday night football. No, I didn't want it. No, yes, we all want COVID to go away. But to think now we're getting football on 
Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then Thursday, then next Saturday and Sunday. That's a lot of good football, not to mention uh, or hoping that we don't need to postpone the NFL season. But if they do, if we do, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to check out Prize Pack. Link in the description. Check it out. Fun way to play fantasy. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.